0: Hi everyone, this is Shrink Chat with Shannon and Kathy.
1: You never let me know when you hit
0: record. (laughs) I said, are you ready? Yeah, but then you just like started talking. (laughs) Well, are you ready? I'm I'm going to push the button. I'm ready. Well, What would you like? Three, two, one, action? (laughs) Yes, and the slate. (laughs) Right, where's the crew? (laughs) Uh, My weeks have been very interesting of late. One of the things I wanted to share was that uh, every year... I do a little lecture for um, my dad's students. So my dad is a professor and has been for a very long time in a uh, college in the political science department. And so he teaches a course, usually once a year, sometimes every other year, just sort of depends on how the courses roll out. You know that as a college professor. And it's called the politics in film. And so as a political science person, it's he picks and has for a decade now or a couple decades, probably picks political films and they do projects and do kinds of cool stuff with it. It's a cool class. And I usually go out in person and lecture one day about the political structure of getting a film made is kind of what I do. I kind of flip it and give that perspective of, of the politics involved in the filmmaking industry. Cause there are a ton. And then we do, usually we do this fun thing where they develop projects and they pitch projects and we talk about the story and and how viable it is or not. And it's just a fun project. But with COVID I had to do it all virtually. And I know you're teaching a lot virtually right now. Oof. Mine, I recorded them. So they mm-hmm. were, I wasn't teaching them live They Um, they
1: watched it later. They
0: watched it, and they had my PowerPoints, Mm -hmm. and they watched it. And so I just was talking to myself, talking to a camera, and I recorded the material as a lecture. Um, So it was like a good two hours, like an hour each of the stuff. Um, But, you know, that's as we do here on the podcast, talking about film and story and um, the political structure of Hollywood and all of that, like I just – I can I did talk to myself, but I talked as if I was speaking to them.
1: <laughs> I've done that for um some of the presentations that I've Sure. Uh, most of the presentations I've done over COVID have been um li- remote but live, but there were a couple that I had to record and it's always Bizarre sort of recording yourself as though you're talking to an audience and sharing slides and things yeah, you like kind that. of
0: like you have this channeling being a YouTuber person thing yeah. that happens. It's like that's what YouTubers do, right? They're literally talking so, yeah, to themselves, I mean, yeah, they are. Recording, recording videos. Mm-hmm. And I think, um I mean, I know for myself, I just sort of tap into my actor roots. So I, yeah, oh yeah, I put a person on the in the camera, yeah. like I'm talking to a group of people or a person that I'm just telling all of this information Mm -hmm. to, And, uh, usually it turns out pretty good. Um, but that was, that was a lot of work, but also very enjoyable, which is cool. And, you know, COVID times, I know a lot of students are having to learn that way. Yeah. It's been a struggle of all ages.
1: It's been a real struggle. I'm, I am cautiously optimistic that we'll be good to go in the fall.
0: Is that sort of what your university is hoping for or uh, planning
1: for? I should the say, the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at hopefully. I mean, if if we if things roll out the way they continue to, then by fall, everyone. I mean, by late spring, everyone who needs or wants a vaccine will have one. So, mm-hmm. we're looking at USC. We're we're trying for second summer session mm-hmm. to start to roll out um, some of the classes that are smaller at least have a hybrid of some kind yeah and then by fall we're hoping to be live okay so
0: yeah i'm i mean i've been reading along in the new york times and i listen mm-hmm. to the daily podcast and um so i'm not necessarily looking at colleges but i was lis- i i have been listening to the ongoing conversation around uh, elementary schools and high schools and middle schools and so that landscape politically is different all over the country as far as what they're planning to do. That's why I said like Mm -hmm. your university for the fall, because from what I can tell for those age groups, it depends on the County, the state Mm -hmm. and the politics that are going on in your town, (laughs) whether or not your kids are going to go to school. So Mm -hmm. it's just,
1: I think, I think they're running out of a lot of of options though, just because I think the what concerns me the most and what I've said from the beginning is the mental health piece. Um, it's just, I work with teens. Um, it's not good. No, these kids are not doing well. Um, and I, I think, I think by fall they've had enough time now to figure this out.
0: Yeah. I mean, the families that I work with, low SES and, uh, really profound behavioral issues Mm -hmm. in the kids. Uh, it, it's very difficult to do online school. In fact, many of them, you know, one of our, one of like a staff member's biggest goal with them is to have them be compliant with school and they're going weeks at a time, just behaviorally not being able to do that. Yeah. So there's so many problems. Uh, yeah. It's but just... on that note, this is a little segment we like to call. <speaking> That's Horror Facts with Kath. I literally now have to say the title because it makes no sense.
1: <laughs> that was the
0: lockjaw version. <laughs> yeah. That was the coming out of a serious conversation. We're pivoting. Number one. This horror film
1: took less than two weeks to write. I feel like that's the case for a lot of them. Yeah. Number two. <clears throat> it is set in the Midwest, but was not shot there. Number three, the movie The Thing made a cameo in this film. Number four, the mask used for the villain was completely random, bought at a local toy store, and the lead character was named after one of the director's ex-girlfriends. So there's two facts in there. Already. Yeah, I got <laughs> lost there. The mask used for the villain was completely random and bought in a local toy store second part of this is the lead character was named after one of the director's (laughs) ex-girlfriends. And then the last uh, is the score was written in three days.
0: Halloween. Yep. Thank you. And good night.
1: Yep. I win. You did. He finally got one. Praise (laughs) the Lord.
0: Oh Lord. I don't even get the joy of winning. I have to remember my shame from every other week. Shame. <laughs> I got it. Yay, I'm very excited cuz I've actually done a lot of reading about the Halloween series, so that's probably why. Yay, I know something. Um, we did a buddy watch. And that buddy watch is named Hellfest. Would you like to give us a little breakdown of this movie, Kathy? I
1: would. I'd also like to say that I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would when I saw the, you know, I'm like, this looks kind of fun, but who knows if it'll be any good. Right. Um, It's a 2018 American slasher film directed by Gregory Plotkin. The film stars Amy Forsyth, Rain Edwards, and a lot of other peeps. It follows a group (laughs) of teens who are stalked by a serial killer while visiting a traveling Halloween carnival. It was released by CBS Films. Um, I thought this was really... So I'll I'll give a little bit more context to the film. This is probably a better description. Halloween night, three young women and their respective boyfriends head to Hellfest, a ghoulish traveling carnival that features a labyrinth of rides, games, and mazes. They soon face a bloody night of terror when a masked serial killer turns the horror theme park into his own personal playground. I just thought of you and me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> because i miss i we missed universal oh, this year God. and we i felt and the whole movie takes place on that night I at know. the park like I that's know. what i loved about it is they didn't segue back to home no until until the very end the and i love how it ended by the way yeah um, you're, you're, it's like you're at Universal Horror Nights the whole time.
0: Yeah, so I, I remember... We didn't watch this at the same time. A lot of times we talk about how we do our buddy watches like on the Discord and watch them together, but we did not do that this time. She had already seen it and said, hey, let's do this for the show as a buddy watch. And so I actually watched it on and i've spoken about them before there's an article on our website about overdue video review which is another discord that's a public discord with many 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 people and any of you can join it and watch movies with the folks there but when i figured out that you had already seen it i was like well i have to do a group watch for this like i do not want to watch this by myself because i could tell by the description that it was going to be like fun slasher goodness Yeah. And just like a good time. And so I went on to OVR and rallied some peeps. And so Groucho and Ice and Monks and Salt Star and Sky Kitty and all of these people were there. And we all watched together. And so it was really fun That because of that. And there's a mannequin cameo.
1: There is.
0: <laughs> I thought of you. I was like, oh, I keep talking now. I'm like, oh, mannequins are everywhere now. They're like haunting uh, both of us. But there was a mannequin cameo and there's a Tony Todd cameo. He's in every horror movie ever made, I'm pretty sure.
1: (laughs) I had so much fun watching this it was another one that surprised me like haunted which i still yeah, talk about today yeah, yeah yeah um i still like haunted a little bit more but it's the same slasher it's the, fun it, it's the same haunted house it totally is thing where they go in thinking and then you can't tell my favorite scene is yes. the guillotine scene oh yeah where good. she like that whole scene well she doesn't you. know i know you think she's me
0: <laughs> only because only because all right so let me explain myself when I was watching this, I texted Kathy and I said, "Oh my god, there's this character in this movie that when they were in the haunted mansion cuz K- listen, Ka- Kathy and I have been to a lot of haunted houses really together. Have. A lots and lots of years of mazes. <laughs> it's very true. In a lot of places. So, I have been with her in a frightful state many, many times and she's shorter than I am, so she usually walks in front of me in the mazes, right? because I can look right over her so she walks in front of me and so I see her re- she doesn't see my reactions usually but I see I have seen her reactions for years and one of the things that she does when she actually gets scared is she goes oh come on I do yeah so the girl it's like the first 20 minutes of the movie and the girl this and she happens to be a shorter person she does that yeah it's right at the end of the maze oh my gosh she does somebody scares her and she goes oh come, oh, come on. on yeah that's and true. I texted you
1: immediately and yeah. I'm like oh my God, You're in this. She's you. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Um, I it really it, it also really made me miss going to the parks. Oh,
0: I missed it so much this year. Like we were just talking about, I'm very hopeful for the fall. Yeah, and I was telling somebody the other day, like I think that I might have to take October off because I need to do all the Halloween. I need to make up. Yeah. For. Yeah. But- <laughs> I mean, that's a joke. I can't take a month off in October. However, I probably can save up some PTO so that I can take some days and we can, you know go to Halloween Horror Nights a couple times and go to some new stuff maybe and do some conventions. Well, one and, of the things that, yeah, we had talked about even doing last summer wanting, wanting to do some of the in August, right? Yeah. The
1: summer horror um, conventions. And then obviously there'll be plenty in the, in the I'm so the fall. hopeful that
0: things will be open. Yeah. I'm also aware that I want the country to survive and and get better and heal from this. And so I'm not saying it from a point of view of like, you guys better open. If it's not open, it's not open. I will survive. I can, I can do it. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) it would be so good. It would be so good if in the heat of August, we could go to some of the festivals that happen in Los Angeles that are very well known and big and massive horror conventions. And yes, immediately, as soon as they were in the mazes, I was like, Wah. I know, but I was also happy to be in it. I was, it wasn't just sadness. It was like, it's, Oh, this I, is a way that I can live.
1: That's exactly how I felt. I felt like I had been, a, yes. yeah, this is a way
0: I can get a little bit of the thing. I thought one of the things that this movie did well was, and by the way, on OVR, it was a really fun group watch. I think most people enjoyed it. You um, you know, when you watch a movie with a bunch of people, people are like trying to be witty and stuff and everybody's kind of bantering back and forth. And so there's a lot of shade that happens. I mean, people tend to be more negative in those situations in order to be funny, I think. Mm -hmm. But I do think that most people just like enjoyed it as a fun bit of fluff. Yeah. You know, a slasher or what have you. One of the things I did think was good about this movie was that I thought they did a great job making me question what was real. And what was not That's what I think I
1: liked about it the most, too, because if you go to one of these, um, that's what you want to feel. You want you want to question that you're actually at a haunted house and you want it to feel real. And the movie at times doesn't allow the audience to know.
0: Sometimes the audience will know and the person doesn't know. But in (laughs) this one, you you don't know either. No, we didn't know either. I th- it was I thought that's one of the, just one of the devices that they did really well is I there were times when I was like, now wait. Is that happening or is this are they going to get killed or no?" And it, it kept you guessing. That's just cool. So, mm-hmm. it sounds like we both recommend it as a bit of fun slasher. I have a segue right off of that. Please. I did the
1: Stranger Things experience.
0: Oh, tell us about that. Yeah,
1: I thought this, you know, before we go into other films, just because it was the closest I've gotten this year to doing, doing something anything. like this. So um, it was cool. It, so uh, what know, is it, first of so, all? So, okay, it's, um, I think it's only here in LA. I'm not sure if they do it anywhere else, but it's a drive through experience. Um, they really strategically. Um, I mean, they used this massive parking structure, and the top of the parking structure is sort of like the main venue. And as you're driving through, they have different parts. Like sometimes you're in the upside down, sometimes you're out in like their city area. And as you're driving through, like the characters will come out when you sh- when you drive in. You start off at the Starcourt Mall, right? Uh, and then, uh-huh. and they have like. This guy with like 80s gear on and he's, he almost looks like the micro machines guy. And he's, he has the girls dancing in their, um, what do you call it? Like their, their aerobic, you know, it's all very (laughs) 80s. They come out and dance by the car. You can order popcorn there, but everything you have to stay in your car. Um, and then you start to drive through. And it's interesting because, you know, we're so used to getting out and walking, especially living in L.A. We're so spoiled with things like the Universal Horror Nights. It was clever. They had um, all of the characters where the masks really worked mm-hmm. is they had a sign up that said, um, gas leak, please put your masks on. So all of the characters had masks on nice. and the characters that they cast, the I mean, the actors that they cast to play the characters, the dude who played Steve. I'll show you a picture on my phone. Like, I mean, he looked just like him, wow, especially cool. with the mask on. You would think that it was the actor there. They had the walks down. They had the whole mannerisms down. Only one that I didn't think really looked like him was Dustin, but the girl who plays um, Steve's interest, even mm-hmm. though she ends up being uh, the lesbian is the girl played by Uma Thurman's daughter and that, that she also looked just like her. And so everybody's cool. So visually it was awesome. The Demogorgons come out, they come right up to your car. They look, I mean, the, the costumes are unbelievable, but where it sucked Mm. was when you get a traffic jam. Of course. And then you have to just sort of sit there, which
0: is very different from when you're walking through a maze. You don't have to worry about cars. That's. I was thinking it's a little bit similar in the sense that, I mean, it's worse with cars. But when we get into maze and, and the timing is off, yeah. or there's a backup of like 10 people in front of us because someone gets scared and doesn't want to walk forward, yeah. and then all these people push back and you're not going anywhere. I mean, I'm realizing cars, it's way well, worse.
1: Here's the, here's the thing is, this is what happened. And it wasn't, I don't think it was that... That it stalled because there was a jam. What happens is at the very top, they have this is this was visually amazing though. At the very top, they have the the park the very top of the parking lot. They have a huge stage set up that they do the last scene in season three where Billy gets picked up. So they have yeah, like yeah, Billy yeah. and Eleven are actually on like. They pick them up on harnesses and stuff and they have like the lightning come down and you can hear the rain smashing. Nice. So when you're in the in the parking lot going up and going through the underground, you have to wait until it's your turn to get up to do that last part of the show. When you're walking around in a park, even if you're waiting for a few minutes in a, in a haunted house. Because you're not in a car, you feel like you're in the atmosphere. Yeah, 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 But when you're waiting in a car, you kind of forget you're in a haunted house and then you just you you get on your phone and then you start talking to each other in the car and it's very different when you're... Gotcha. But Makes it perfect was, sense. You know, I'd give it like a 7 out of 10.
0: Yeah, like it was worth going. It, and was, it was worth going. And it was fun to do something horror related. Totally. And safe. Because we're like desperate for that. Yep. And I mean, normally... What I have a feeling is going to happen is going forward in the years to come we're probably going to do more of those kinds of things all year round, which is what we've always wanted I mean I think a lot of people don't know, but originally this was this we were going to call this Halloween all year round <laughs> like, yeah, that was kind of our original facebook page and and all of that is is called that so was really like keeping the horror and Halloween vibes going all year long. So I'm happy to know that there are things like that out there to do. I'm hopeful that you guys in your towns have things like that. I mean, I would love to hear about any of them that you guys... Because I don't think they did this anywhere else, as far as I know. Right. So maybe not this, but like other horror and Halloween types of experiences that are drive-through and things you guys are engaging in. I would love to hear about that because I just... I want to know like those are fun and maybe we go next year. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we want to do some travel. We want to go around the country a little Mm -hmm. bit and go to different things. So yeah, I just want to hear what you guys are engaging in and you could do that a bunch of ways. I mean, you can do it on our social media or email or what have you. And also in the anchor app, uh, you can give us a voice message. You can send us a voice message through the anchor app, which would be cool because I will play you on the show and we will talk about you in fabulous ways. We will. (laughs) Um, you could, you know what, actually, now that I think of it, you could also send me a voice message of yourself asking a question or talking about an experience or a haunting that you had or anything that's related to our show. You can actually send that like as an MP3 through email too. So I can cool. use, I can download it that way. Yeah, too. that'd be cool. Anyway. Anyway. Back to the show. (laughs) That sounds fun. Yeah, it was. It was cool to... It was actually really nice to just go out and do something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, My segue after Hellfest actually was that what happened... You know, like I said, I watched with a bunch of people in a different uh, Discord than ours. Our Discord is private and only for patrons. And so there are these public Discords I watched in OVR. But so what we got inspired to do, the group of us, was to watch the Funhouse Massacre right after that. And then everybody started vamping on all of the, like, Funhouse movies we could watch. And there were, like, three others that people came up with. But, of course, we only had the energy for really one more. So I also watched uh, the Funhouse Massacre.
1: I don't know if I've seen that.
0: It also takes place on Halloween night, as all the good, you know, funhouse maskers do. <laughs> um, it's a horror comedy, and it's 2015. A sheriff, a clueless deputy, and a group of college students spring into action when six escaped psychopaths unleash bloody mayhem at a funhouse um, on Halloween this night. This looks good. Yeah, now, so the thing that's... Looks familiar. See? Is on Shutter. where did you see this? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I know it's on 2B for free, but I, it's probably on Prime or something. I, okay. don't, I don't really remember. But the fun thing about this is there's Robert England and Clint. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> yeah, so and there's a and there's also like a Harley Quinn type yep. girl. Yep. Um, Doll Dollface That's like a rip off. Now the audience, you know, the reviews from audiences members are poor for this movie sort of, but the critics kind of liked it and I think if you go into it knowing that it's fun, I mean, Jerry, Jerry Burns, I think that's how you pronounce his name, um, is also a character actor that you've seen in a bunch of stuff. He always plays some kind of psycho Robert England, who's, you know, amazing, of course (laughs) fan favorite. And so there's six psychopaths and basically what happens is they let them out. There's a, there's a device that happens, you know, a dramatic device that happens where they all get let out of prison. And the murder ensues. It looks kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. It doesn't have the, like, high production value of Hellfest. You know, Hellfest, when you're watching it, you can tell that it's not, like, a massive budget movie, but the production values are really high for Hellfest. This is less so. um, But you know, a couple of us stuck around to watch this movie and I, and I do feel like it's a nice addition to it's a fun addition. You know, these aren't Shakespeare, but it's a certainly a fun comedy horror and it's got those fun cameos in it. So check it out. I will. Cool. What else did you watch? Um, let's see, where do I want to go next?
1: Well, we can talk about another one that we watched together, which is head count. Oh, sure. Go for it. Um, Sorry, I thought I had the thing pulled up here to it.
0: Uh... It's a 2018 movie. It's a horror thriller, 90 minutes long. Mm -hmm. The synopsis is a shape-shifting creature terrorizes a group of teens in the desert after one of them reads a mysterious chant from an internet site. I watched this on Shudder. So I had mixed feelings about the characters and whether
1: I cared about them or not. But I thought the idea of the film was clever. I think um, when you get a group of young adults this age together, there's going to be a lot of ego and um, drama and all of this stuff. And I think the, the movie did a really good job at um, creating this chaos. So you don't really know what to believe and what not to believe. Mm. But what we do know is that they stay at this house Um, it's, I don't know if it's like a spring break or whatever, they stay at this house for a weekend and they start to realize that all of these really odd things, for example, you know, for example, if I'm sitting here with Shannon and I go to the bathroom and I walk out of the bathroom and you don't know shannon's house but shannon's all of a sudden standing right there and i'm like whoa how'd you get here so fast she's like what are you talking about i'm like i was just in the office with you and she's like no no i wasn't in the office Mm -hmm. so it's all of these almost like these characters are getting gaslit for like by reality by reality um there's a lot of time bending and
0: stuff time bending and then like supernatural Stuff going on. I mean, I my issue was I couldn't really follow what the fuck they were trying to do.
1: I feel like what happened was it started the film started off being about one thing, mm-hmm. and then the end it was like it fell into like witchcraft and supernatural. It it's it took this turn where it felt like two different movies by the time it was over.
0: Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think they like landed it. You know, they. Didn't. I mean, I could see what they were trying to do, and then all of a sudden there was this sort of like reality bending thing which i didn't quite understand like they never really got to the part where they give me enough information to so that i know as an audience member what's happening why it's happening and then give me an the opportunity to kind of see what's coming a little bit like i don't know maybe it was just that the i would have to watch it again which i'm not going to (laughs) do to figure out like what are the rules of this
1: yeah, it, it didn't it And la- as an
0: audience member you kinda need to know that. Right. You kinda need to know the the structure. You can you can make it as crazy as you like. Like I talk about crazy horror movies I watch all the time and some of them come together and some of them don't, but just like I, I gotta know what you're trying to what's happening.
1: Yeah, it was um it was I think it was one I had to watch in two parts and almost because I felt like I was watching two different movies. To
0: yeah, I, I watched it with a friend on the discord. Um, so I did watch it in one sitting, which maybe helped, but also maybe didn't. <laughs> I don't know, because we were just a little bit befuddled at some point started off fine, like a lot of movies do. Like I often say, you know, they could act one is sort of the easiest thing. The premise is the easiest thing to mm-hmm. do. But then it just sort of fell apart for me. So yeah. it sounds like we kind of had a similar. Yeah, yeah. Similar experiences. Um, another movie I wanted to mention, which I think I mentioned a very long time ago on the show, was a movie that I originally saw at Sundance um, in 2019. But I... Watched it um, with the express idea of during February, I've been trying to watch movies for Black History Month. Not that this is a movie about black history, but that um, are from black filmmakers, writers, directors, espe- you know, especially I like to find female, black female protagonist characters mm-hmm. in horror movies, which is not incredibly common. <laughs> so... But this is a movie, in fact, that year I saw two movies with a black female protagonist in a horror movie, and one of them I just watched, which was called Sweetheart. And I talked about it back in the day, but nobody, it wasn't out, and whenever I talk about stuff from Sundance, people are like, whatever, and they don't see it for six months, so it just gets lost in the fray. So I did rewatch it just recently, um, yesterday actually, and uh, okay, so Sweetheart. Let me explain what this is. So Jen has washed ashore a small tropical island, and it doesn't take her long to realize she's completely alone. So it's a little bit of a castaway situation where she's on an island and she must spend her days not only surviving the elements, but also must fend off the malevolent force that comes out each night. So what ends up happening is she's there alone. There's some circumstances that I don't need to go into and some things action things that happen along the way that mix things up a bit but basically she's it's an isolation an island isolation movie where she's trapped on the island but at night there's a creature so it's a creature feature as well Ooh. and it's a little bit female revenge kind of against the creature i guess a little okay. bit Um, Not that she's in any way sexually assaulted, which is usually what female revenge means, unfortunately, in our culture. It's more that this thing has been haunting her every night. And um, there are incidents that happen that make her very angry at this creature. And so um, it's... Uh, final girl, only even though she's the only one, <laughs> it's all of that. It's it's her being a badass, and I and I remember when I saw it in the theater. Of course, it was much more exciting, honestly, because I saw it at a live Sundance where mm-hmm. it was ten o'clock at night, and I was in a theater, mm. and the writer director was there. And he was great. He did a Q and a afterwards. And of course movies in the theater, there's just really nothing that replaces that. That's However, a, that's another thing
1: I'm hoping uh, we start to, even if they space it out, I have a friend of mine who literally goes to orange County to watch movies because, because the theater's, it's open. Yeah. And they just space people out. And, exactly. and as I said, is the concession open? She goes, yeah. I'm like, I'm going.
0: Popcorn. Yeah. Kathy needs her popcorn. Her I think movie they can popcorn. start
1: to like, you know, but
0: you're, you're facing the back
1: of everyone anyway.
0: Yeah, we just need to follow the rules. Yeah. And we will. And you and I, oh my God, we used to go to the movies together, Kathy. And I can't even eat a lot of garbage. I literally just remembered that. Like, it's so out of my reality. I think the last movie
1: I remember going to see with you was Joker.
0: Oh, man. I mean, there was probably more, but like. Yes, that was, of course, definitive. We both remember that very vividly. But there is, is a it? movie theater that she, and I, well, it's, it'll be different now maybe. Maybe we'll still go to that same one. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a quiet one anyway. But it's a movie theater that was halfway between our houses. And so we would meet at this one movie theater, great movie theater, an AMC. And we would often do like our buddy watches live and in person because they were new movies. Yeah. Um, man, I just had that flood over me. Like wanting to go to the movie theater. I know having this memory about sweetheart, and then you t- and then you and I used to, we used to go to the movies every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I have another friend that I would go regularly. Okay, so that's a goal. <laughs> that is a goal. We have a goal, but for this movie, it's divided as far as reviews are concerned. I enjoy it, and now that it's streaming, uh, I believe it's on Netflix, so easily available. Most people have Netflix if they haven't given up on it for Prime. <laughs> um, why not have all of them? Why not have all of them? Uh, since that's what most people are having to do these days, which is got to get corrected at some point. We'll figure out what that's going to happen in five years, right? Um, Amazon will take over all of it. Yeah, it sounds like it as a aggregate, right? Yep. So I, I just, I enjoy this. It's a It's very straightforward. It's not complicated, but there is a creature in it, and I like creature stuff and female protagonist. So cool. I would I would say it's a fun watch. Creature feature. Yeah. Yeah. I like creature features. There was one more movie we were going to talk about yep. before we go. So I I came across me a few times and
1: I saw the word pandemic in it and I went, oh, "Do I want to go there mm. because that's like, you know, Mm -hmm. the new thing to do because we're in one Mm -hmm. um however what i really appreciated about this film the, the film's called before the fire it's a 2020 american thriller um the film follows a hollywood actress whose rising career is cut short when an influenza pandemic sends her back to the small town she fled years before she soon finds something more dangerous than any virus waiting for her so the way that they set it up um the virus looks different from COVID. I mean, they, they cough up blood and things like that, but it's, I think it's supposed to fall in the same timeline. And when, even when you hear the news in the back there, you hear like travel ban and you hear it. So it's supposed to be now, okay. What we're going through just, you know, a exaggerated version of that. Yeah. However, what I will say is that is so, such a little part of this film. which is what I love. The pandemic is used as a way of um, it becoming essentially an isolation horror where she has to go back to the small town. Her uh, boyfriend, um, you know, says, listen, we we need to go back. And she's like, no, I am not going back there. He's like, you can stay with my family. She's like, your family hates me. No, they don't. What are you going to do? Stay with yours. And that's, and, and then he says, I'm sorry. And then you realize there's something up with her family there. Gotcha. This ends up becoming somewhat of a revenge fantasy movie um, or revenge tale, not necessarily fantasy. However, her character, I, I'm watching this movie. It's not, there's not a ton of dialogue, but somehow I could not get my eyes off of it. Something pulled me in. And I think it's because the way that they develop the characters through the two hours or hour and a half or whatever it is, might be a little less than two hours you're unsure if you're going to like her at the beginning because they play out the Hollywood actress piece. So you're not really sure where they're going to go with that. But just like anyone who comes to LA and becomes an actor, many of them come from whole other life before that. Absolutely. And when they go back to that life, they become that person in some ways again, like we all do when we go back to our hometown and you start to see her evolve. Um, and, something happens. He, the, the boyfriend works for the CDC, so he has to take off and she's left with his family knowing that her family is, you know, somewhere around and then shit just gets bad. Yeah. Um, and she, the only thing I will say is, you know, in sort of in this, you know, she comes from an incredibly abusive home. Okay. So I thought it was, what I was going in to watch was not what it was. And I was so pleasantly surprised by it It was one of those. I'm like, why am I so engaged right now? It sounds like it had more depth than you expected. It had much more depth. And I'm someone who has major ADD. Sometimes when I'm watching movies And
0: I'll have to stop it and get up. I was like just completely still in it. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's one of those ones on shutter that I flipped by a bunch of times and I'm attracted to the poster. Like even the poster was sort of saying like, watch me, watch me, watch me. And I just haven't done it yet. So with that recommendation, I definitely will. I
1: I think I liked that the pandemic piece was really just used to
0: as a catalyst.
1: Yes, but it's such a little part of, I mean, it keeps them isolated. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a
0: reason to keep her there. It's a device. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's just a vehicle. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. I, uh, that's awesome. I'm going to check it out. Um, cause I do try to watch most of the shutter things. I mean, one of the things we do on our, uh, discord community is every Thursday night we watch a new premiere movie to shutter just to keep up on the new shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, the last thing, I have to mention Psycho Gorman. So (laughs) I would say that this movie and, um, Willie's Wonderland that I mentioned last week are the two 2021 movies that are the funnest movies I've watched. So as far oh God, as like it movies, it opens with what looks like a parody of eighties toy commercials. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and I just—it's the kind of movie that would be you would go and see at the Alamo Drafthouse. This is awesome. It's so fun. It does. It looks like something out of He Man. It's completely fun. So let me just the critics consensus this is hilarious and i do happen to be reading just something that i scanned by on rotten tomatoes this is over the top and enthusiastically strange a cheesy midnight movie goodness promised by the title it delivers um it absolutely delivers that. So siblings, Mimi and Luke. So you've got two kids at the center of the like protagonists of the story. So it's got that vibe only with a ton of gore, <laughs> but also goofy enough that, you know, it. I don't know. I, <laughs> depends on your kid. Siblings, Mimi and Luke unwittingly resurrect an ancient alien overlord who was entombed on earth millions of years ago after a failed attempt to destroy the universe. They nickname the evil creature, Psycho Gorman, or PG for short. Um, and they use a magical amulet they discovered to force him to obey their childish whims. Plus, PG is hilarious. Like, he's a really funny guy. And if you look at the guy that plays him, I don't know, he's like this hot dude. Oh, how funny! <laughs> and the lines and the script, this is just so funny. It's just cheesy goodness. Um it isn't long before PG's reappearance draws the attention of intergalactic friends and foes from across the cosmos and a rogues gallery of alien combatants converges in a small town suburbia to battle for the fate of the galaxy. Uh this is Canadian horror, ladies and gentlemen, just so awesome. you know. Uh this is Canadian horror and it's hilarious cheesy. I'm looking
1: at him like out of costume and in costume. I think it's hysterical that he was like cool enough to cover his beautiful face. I
0: know. Totally. <laughs> and he's definitely not beautiful as PG. No, but he's hilarious looking though. And it's unapologetically bizarre. Yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> and it doesn't take itself seriously. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I just can't say enough about the cheesy goodness that is there. So cool. So I'm just going to we'll have
1: this. to add that to my list.
0: It's like indulgent and, juvenile yeah it looks great <laughs> I just love it like I want I want a um, a back to back viewing of Psycho Gorman and Willy's Wonderland um, oh on discord oh my god I can't wait I mean they're not streaming because they're brand new movies yeah, but, but that would be like, a good
1: night that's
0: my happy place that's, that, that'd be like instead of Joe Bob it'd be like <laughs> Shannon's driving <laughs> that would totally be make me so happy I do want to say also that the The Blu-ray of Psycho Gorman is going to come out in March and there's going to be interviews with the cast and a director's commentary and the music and, you know, stuff about the fight choreography and the concept art and all that good stuff. So they've got a Blu-ray coming out in March. So it's going to happen pretty fast. That's awesome. And I think that's COVID related. We're getting stuff really fast into the home. So anyway, lots of fun and lots of fun to record with you today. So thanks for hanging out. Uh, This has been an episode of Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. Please check us out on our Patreon page, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'd love to engage with you as part of our community. Please take a moment to leave us a comment on any of our social media. Thank you so much for listening. And once again, sleep safe.